Right, the time now going on for almost 20 minutes to nine. And usually at this time I speak to somebody very special. And today that special person is Father Lawrence Nglovu, who is way across the seas in Heathrop College where he studied. Good morning, Lawrence. Good morning, Father Edmund. How are you? I'm very, very well. Lovely to hear you again. Lawrence, Thank you so much. can you hear me clearly? There seems to be a pardon, li- pardon? I say there's a little bit of a lull, a little bit of a uh, delay in our speech. It is free, yes, it is free. All right. Well, let, let me just introduce you first of all. You're studying in London. You're studying at Heathrop College at the moment, doing your doctorate. And, um, you know, we've heard about this terrible attack, this barbaric attack in Manchester. And we're just wondering, what's the mood like over there at the moment? Is there a lot of tension and so on? Have you been, do you feel personally in, in danger, vulnerable, and so on? And, and how has the church responded to all this? And do you know anybody who's been affected by this terrible uh, suicide bombing? Yeah, like I would say, Father, everybody uh, has been very, very affected by this. I, um, when I began to get the first messages, sort of the night before, um, 11 p.m., so, the urgency of, I suppose, not knowing what has happened and um, what uh, worried many people. But I, I, I then in the morning had to say mass here at the parish that I live in, um, in London. But just the, the sadness and, and the silence is, is what really surprised me. All right. Uh, there is a bit of shock. And um, I had to go to the college yesterday. You can just see, you know, people are so... See, to be moving a bit faster, trying to get away from sort of public places like tube stations and things like that. It's a great sadness. You're really right to call it very barbaric. Um, such young people, I mean, the youngest we understand is about eight. Yes. These uh, things that should have been in a concert where people hope to have some recreation, uh, the best, at least uh, Ariana Grande, whom they love, many young people love Ariana Grande. It's just a very, it's, it's a very sad, it's a very sad case. And um, the Cardinal um, um, Archbishop of Westminster, who's the president of the conference here in the United Kingdom, has responded mm. um, to these attacks, really asking the Catholic community not only to offer prayers, but also to offer support and inviting to offer support for all the communities in, in the United Kingdom and everybody affected. One gets a sense for the Roman that there is this just a big sigh, as it were. Everybody's so just down and just so disturbed by what has happened. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's terrible because there were what, over 20 people killed, eh? 22 people killed, as the numbers last night. Right. 59 injured, and many of those injured are in critical condition. Wow. Um, and so we, we fear, but we hope that the numbers will not continue to rise. Mm. But you can imagine that uh, what really scared many people is that, of course, this kind of a bomb is not necessarily a kind of uh, baking powder bomb. It's a sophisticated uh, uh, bomb that this young man had created. And obviously, he must have had assistance. We know uh, that his name is... Um, Salman Ramadan Abedi is a 22-year-old born in Manchester 
1994 to Libyan parents who had fled mm-hmm. the country mm-hmm. after becoming opponents of, um, of Gaddafi's oppressive, repressive regime. Mm-hmm. We know that two other people who were apprehended last night um, connected to this um, uh, attack. Yeah. And but because of the uncertainty that there is around this, you know, the Prime Minister, after sharing the program, they had raised the threat to, to then grade the highest, the highest level of uh, 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 that could be done in mm. terms of terrorist threats. Mm. Because we don't know how big this syndicate is. Mm. We know that it's a complex syndicate. And, that, and that's, that's scary. Yes. Well, it's it's very sad, I must say. Um, I get the, I guess that uh, this is kind of the the, the talk of the of the month at the moment. Everybody's talking about this event. Um, did you know anybody who was affected at all? No, um, fortunately, and I would say maybe not fortunately, not so fortunately. Um, we're in such a different city, Manchester, mm. uh, very much in the north. Mm. Uh, uh, but of course, London becomes a, a city that is also under threat. And because of the threat levels being so high, uh, many of us who are public, sort of participating in public activities, have had to consider real security threats. I know that Westminster Cathedral has had to act um, its own security and you know, that sort of thing. We need to hear sort of on the lookout for anything. So in a way, everybody really is physically and practically affected by what has happened. Mm. I suppose people are avoiding uh, big groups at the moment. Everybody is avoiding big groups at the moment. But, you know, the discussion of resilience as well. There was a big vigil last night in Manchester, at the square in Manchester, thousands of people gathered. And I think... People trying to be resilient and trying to, you know, refuse mm-hmm. to be robbed of their freedom and of the uh, and one of those sorts of things. Yes. So people will come out. People will come to mass. You know, yeah. people will go to uh, the movies and things like that because yeah. they just refuse, as it were. They refuse uh, that this kind of hatred should rob them of their lives. But yes. it doesn't take away the fact that the fear is there. And you can see it. You can see how everybody's sort of extra cautious. Mm. I know the Cardinal, you say, has responded. He has said something. Has has the Church generally in England responded? Bishops sending pastoral letters to people or uh, asking people to pray? Or, or, or is it somewhat quiet on the side of the he Church? He sent out about, uh, I saw about four tweets from him, the Facebook tweet, uh, Father. Mm. Uh, you know, he sent out about four tweets, but I'm sure he's also sent out really uh, sort of letters and things. Mm. I'm sure Pastor Meta will come out. But I think above all, uh, I, in the tweets that he sent out, offering prayers, and I, I, he, he, he wrote a certain certainty, which I think was quite moving. Mm. But he knows that the Catholic uh, community in, in England and Wales are praying for Manchester. Mm-hmm. He knows that the Catholic community is offering support. Right. And that's the most important thing, I think, for people mm-hmm. to hear that uh, they are thought about and uh, well, this again. And one of the amazing things that we've seen yesterday, I mean, communities coming out to give support to police, to whether with water, to be in hospitals, those who are off duty, you know, as nurses and as doctors going back to duty, 
people queuing up to donate blood again, people cooking, you know, for those who have been working and having flats, taxi drivers who had to ferry children home after the concert yesterday for free because everybody was just so outraged. Right, yes. Well, certainly in South Africa, we're very much aware of this. It's been on the news here, and I know that our very own Cardinal, Cardinal Napier, has requested prayers for all those who have been killed and for the families. So we are certainly with you all in England. We are with you in prayer at this time. Thank you so much. And we, we definitely continue to pray for them because threats to the world, as much as they might seem far away from us, in fact, they do all uh, affect us. Mm. And we should all be praying for, for, for all these deaths that are happening in the world. Right. And also taking time to watch and observe because our own children um, are being radicalized in your own house. Mm. You know, and those sorts of things one should be able to watch out for. What is going on with them? Yes, yes. All right, Father Lawrence, thank you very much. Anything more you want to say about that? I'd like to move on to another matter, if you don't mind. Let's move on to another All right, good. The, the, you know, in South Africa, we've had so much um, um, by way of kidnapping and rape and brutal killings of women in our country. And you've been very vocal on uh, at men are trash. <laughs> uh, what's the general view of all this now? And um, what would be your words to the lay faithful, especially men, in the light of all this? You know, I was following a sort of a trash term, Myrna Trash, uh, which had come out after the story of that girl, my homegirl, Garabo Omigwena, um, had been killed by her boyfriend and so on. And I was fascinated by things, um, the fact that a lot of men, myself included, always say that not all of us, you know, not all of us are trash, of course, not all of us are trash, is true. Uh, but then I thought to myself, I do not think that this conversation is a conversation about necessarily the, the logic, um, you know, the, 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 the correctness of the syllogism. Of course, the syllogism is incorrect. Of course, we can't think all men are trash. But I think it's a frustration and an anger directed towards what would seem like an attack uh, on the female person in the country. Mm. The staggering, the, the, the shocking, shocking uh, brutality, which, by the way, is not new. I think it, it is amplified because we are living in a social media world where everything is so instant. Mm. But then we hear and see so many stories of, of cruelty. And then I have to ask the question. As much as I am prepared to defend the fact that I'm not trash, which is true, I want to believe that I'm not trash, but how am I contributing? What have I done? And what have I failed to do? And I thought about myself growing up in the township, for instance, rather, where I would have, at some point in my life, at least more than once, would have witnessed either a woman beating up or a domestic violence case, or even maybe... You know, many of us, maybe even in our own family, and our complacent, our the absence of rage, the absence of defense, and the absence of all of this, has made us, mm. all of us, as it were, accomplices in, in, in these kinds of crimes. And so I wrote that article um, 
because I wanted to to reflect about what it means uh, the experience of being a female person in South Africa, mm-hmm. and maybe even in Africa or in the world, having to make decisions about your own safety mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. I can't walk alone at night because I might be rent. I can't go to you know, a club and socialize without having to hold my drink all the time, or somebody has to watch over my drink, just in case somebody spikes my drink. All of those sorts of things mm. contribute to the female experience, mm. which leads to the kind of rage and frustration which then, of course, serves mm. men at church. Mm. But if we're then responding to this issue of that I'm not trash, you're mm. missing the point. Mm. The point is, have we created spaces of safety for children and women and vulnerable adults? And that work we have not done yet. Yeah. Do you, this this phenomenon, this kidnapping and rape and the brutal killing of women in our country, is is do you have any of that in? Do you know of any of that in England or in other countries, or is it just proper to us? Well, look at the scale. Look at the scale that one sees in South Africa, mm. and I think also because um, the law enforcement agencies in, in the United Kingdom seem to be very quick. Uh, uh, in responding to, to such cases. And I know things the currently the current um, Secretary General of the Commonwealth, Baroness Patricia Scotland, who is a very devout Catholic, in her tenure into the Attorney General of uh, the United Kingdom and then Ireland, she worked very hard at creating um, systems, legal systems, and a range of awareness in terms of domestic violence and femicide and all of that, mm-hmm. so that the, 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 the might of the law doesn't seem to be compromised in any way. Mm-hmm. If it's a case, if it comes to the occasion of the law, it must be seen it must be proper processes. You can't have a situation which sometimes we have in South Africa, an issue that is called a domestic dispute, mm-hmm. or go back and sort it out at home mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. We have Sort of but that doesn't mean there isn't abuse. It doesn't mean that. It just means that it hasn't come to the fore as it has in South Africa. We also have to also take into account that we are working in a time when um, human trafficking is a real phenomenon. Yeah. Human trafficking is a global phenomenon, including here in the United Kingdom. And that's, that's going to need that means religious institutions, institutions, human institutions, to be working together more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, Lawrence, thank you so much for sharing with us. Is there anything else you'd like to mention? It's a pity we've got such a bad line. Um, uh, It's it's one of those things we... (laughs) Not much we can do about that, but anybody, thank you very much for sharing with us this morning. Anything more you'd like to share? Not really, uh, Father. Thank you so much for having us. Um, as I said, I'm sort of rounding up my time here in London. I come back to South Africa permanently this July. That I'm very excited about. Okay. Well, we look forward to having you back again, Lawrence. Indeed, I can't wait. Thank you so much indeed. God bless you. Right, there was Father Lawrence, that's Father Lawrence Ndlovu, who's rounding up his studies in England. He'll be back here in South Africa in July. We were talking there about 
the uh, the barbaric attack at Manchester, where so many people, 22 people were killed, and so many are still desperately ill and uh, maimed in hospital. We pray for them, and I invite you to pray for uh, England at this time, for the people of that country. I'm sure must be feeling very, very, very much in danger. They're feeling so uh, so vulnerable, affected, and so on. So let's keep them in our prayers and pray for the families of all those who have lost their lives. The time is now going on for five minutes to nine on Radio Veritas. Uh, a, a quick reminder that on the 7th of June, we're going to have our telethon here at Radio Veritas all day long. We're going to see whether we can raise the necessary money we need to become self-sustainable on Radio Veritas. So keep the date in mind, the 7th of June, 7th of June, all day long, we're going to be calling on you, inviting you to phone in and pledge an amount of money and challenging other people to equal or better your pledge. But keep the date in mind, the 7th of June, right here on Radio Veritas. Well, it's almost time for me to say goodbye now. And so from Spiwe, um, Tiso, no, not Tiso, it was Simba today, and Khanya, who's put it all together, also with the help of old Linda Orlando and myself, Father Emil, time to go. Have a wonderful day, and I'll be back with you again this evening at half past five for the program as the sun sets. Goodbye, and God bless.